Hello and welcome to Small Biz Highlight. My name is Tiffany Roman and I am your host. Each week on the web show, I have the honor of interviewing amazing small and local business owners, and I am so excited to help spread the word about them even further through this podcast. To catch previous and future live video recordings, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even LinkedIn. Don't worry, I've made it easy for you to find us by including the link to our Popple page in the description of each episode. I want to thank you for doing your part to support small businesses just by listening to this episode. Enjoy! Hello and good afternoon, everybody. This is Tiffany Roman, your host of Small Biz Highlight with another episode. This is episode number, what number am I on? 29. Oh my goodness. Um, We have been at this for a few months now and I have loved every minute of it more than I thought I would actually. (laughs) I've been having a blast learning about all these new um, businesses. Well, not, well, new to me businesses. Um, you know, and uh, getting to know these wonderful people that I never met before through this web show. So it's been a great opportunity. I'm so grateful for it. I am happy to announce that we officially have more than 1000 followers on the Facebook business page, which is awesome. My birthday is October 28th. So that's what I was hoping for. (laughs) To have that as my birthday present. So yay. Um, uh, Just a One quick announcement, I am going to be hosting a virtual vendor show, uh, switching the game up a little bit with a different kind of um, platform and a different kind of setup. So if you are looking for a way to take advantage of the busiest weekend of shopping in the year, in my opinion, small uh, Black Friday through uh, Cyber Monday, please get in touch with me. I would love to give you more information about how I'm switching it up, making it a little bit more effective, I think, in my opinion, and see if you agree and want to be in on it. Thank you for everybody who's joining us live. We love having you here. If um, you are here, please share, like, um, hit us with a love, a little heart, what have you. Um, Please comment below. Uh, Your comment may end up on the video. You never know. So feel free to let us know you're here um, and your insights on the um, business as we go along and whatnot. Um, So today, like I said, episode 29, we have Mrs. Jill Dreisel. Did I say your last name right? You did. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Jill Dreisel here. I am so excited to get to talk with her. She is from a business called Baby Jack's Rescue. Um, I know you. I know I have a lot of uh, animal lover friends out there. So please, if you um, have any more, send away because this is one that they definitely want to be in on. So Jill, I always start my interviews with just one simple question. Who are you? Where are you from? Family? What do you like to do? Just anything you would like the world to know to give them a better idea of who you are. I am a wild and woolly character who enjoys life, loves to be outside. Um, I'm a great outdoors person. Just anything I can do outside, I love to do. Very passionate about the things that I'm interested in. Obviously, of course, animal welfare, our United States veterans. Anything that pertains to those two topics really have 100% of my heart and sometimes 105 or 110% of my heart. 
I'm originally <laughs> from a, a city called Johnstown, which okay. is Cambria County. It's over towards Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Moved to Northeast Pennsylvania um, 2014 to, um, I guess, begin a new adventure, so to speak. And that did not come to fruition. So we've moved on. We're now down in Chippensburg, which is Cumberland County. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm a stay-at-home fur mom because I, I don't have any uh, human children. Um, hubby okay. Carlisle, so I just kind of hang here and do my thing and, you know, play with the babies and work on the rescue and different things like that. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, um, like I said, her business name is Baby Jack's Rescue. And um, before we get into uh, the business itself, you have to hear the story of how she came up with the name for the business because I Facebook stalked her a little bit and found out for myself, but I want you to hear it from her. <laughs> you didn't tell me I need a Kleenex for today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Baby Jack's Rescue and its name came to be from losing a seventh-month-old Siamese kitten to feline infectious peritonitis. Baby Jack and his sister Domino were adopted from a friend December of 2017. Check up at the um, vet. That little boy was still pretty sick from an upper respiratory infection, but they gave him his vaccinations anyway. And what that did was that chemical stress activated his coronavirus, which of course is the one thing that we can share between felines and humans. Um, and in four months he was gone. We lost him in April of 2018. So as a way for me to mend and a way for um, me to honor his life, his very short life and his sister, we named it after him. So Baby Checks Rescue came to be because of, um, I wanted to ensure that nobody else ever went through what I, I did. Tiffany, it's been almost three years and I could still, as you can tell, I, I could just lose my composure every day. It just feels like yesterday. It's one thing when you have a, a a fur baby, and that mm -hmm. baby's with you for a very long time. You know, they've lived out their life. It's been a very happy, healthy, productive life. But for a senseless death at seven months was just, yeah, unforgivable. But it is what it is. I've used it to make me stronger, um, to be even more passionate about this task that I'm, you know, embarking on and just fight for every, every human life, every furry life, I should say, that I can. I can't save them all, but I'll save as many as I can till my very last breath. Well, I am sorry. I did not mean to get you emotional, but I love the story behind it um, simply because, like you said, it's made you stronger and giving you this like mission in life, which then resulted in Baby Jack's Rescue. How long have you guys been around? Baby Jack's Rescue began June 5th of 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. With a mission statement of one by one until there are none. Oh, wow. <laughs> and your Facebook page said that you weren't just about rescuing, but you also also do fostering and other, uh, other things for the cats. We do. Um, pretty much anything you could possibly think of pertaining to felines, we will... Um, joined forces with other rescues, residents in certain communities, any community actually on the TNR program, which I can get into in a minute. Um, but yeah, we do. We will um, 
like our inbox, text messages, phone calls, whatever people need to do to get a hold of us for they found kittens or a cat in their backyard. Um, somebody's abandoned one, of course, and you see this all the time at somebody's farm, especially rural areas. They're infamous for dropping babies off at rural areas. People don't want to take the time to and the effort to get their baby spayed or neutered, which tends to mean more outside. Again, that's where these community colonies come from. So we rescue, we will foster. Um, babies are assessed medically and physically and socially. We follow a regimen that was created with me through Cornell University. Um, social development, um, growth, just everything. Um, babies are, whether they like it or not, made to be hugged and kissed every day until they're lovable and cuddly and snuggly. And then we find the perfect home for them by a very stringent adoption process that we utilize. We will educate our communities with public speaking, um, like seminars them ensure that their baby has a long healthy and happy life so anything pertaining to those babies we're here and if it's something that we don't know we will take the time to find that answer for them and get back to them with that answer oh that's amazing oh. i love that you know um because i feel like everybody i i may be one of them i <laughs> that take take uh for granted that cats are typically very easy um, in the sense that they like, you know, they bathe themselves, they kind of take care of themselves for the most part that, you know, simple classes to kind of help people get aware of certain things they may not have known before is like just tremendous help. Cause I know there's gotta be more to them than just that. <laughs> there's a lot more, there's a lot more, but it's not something you can learn overnight. It takes time. And I still, myself, I'm learning something new each and every day. I take the time to share that with the team. Um, anytime any of them learn something, they're good about, you know, sharing it with us as well so that we're all collectively learning. Um, cause you never know, there's always going to be a situation that we're going to encounter where it might be our first time and we don't know how to handle it. So we do oh. need to educate ourselves about the different types of diseases that are out there. Um, the different types of parasites that a baby can ingest or, you know, their body can be absorbed in some way, shape or form. So between regimen and disease and, you know, just like in general, the right kind of toys, the right kind of food, the right kind of behavior, the right kind of environment. And each baby is different because their personalities develop differently. Yes. That's, that's pertaining to the life that they've had prior to them coming into our care or that foster mom in her home. Each baby's going to develop differently. Now fostering, how does that work? How does somebody um, apply? I assume there's like an interview process and all, all the bells and whistles. There is a, um, we have a, a, like it's like a paper application and it's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, close to the adoption application that they fill out. Um, and I'm going to give away all my secrets here, but that's why we're here to do this. I do, <laughs> Absolutely. I do a criminal background check. I do a Megan's Law check. I do a child abuse registry check. We troll their social media. I will do a blind engine search with their name. Um, we do safety inspections of their homes. We do um, vet references where, you know, if they have, if they currently have personal babies, I will call that vet and say, you know, is so-and-so's babies current with their vaccinations? Are these babies oh, wow. paid and neutered? Um, 
and even then, so some 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 of my team, they they even like to do a personal telephone interview before they allow that baby to go to their house because not only are we physically invested, but we're hundred percent emotionally invested. I mean, I there I have babies in my, on my northeast team that I've never met, I've never got to hug or kiss, and see <laughs> the day they get adopted, I'm blubbering like a baby because I just love that baby, even though I've never hugged them or kissed them or. Yep, I just, that's just, this was my passion. It took me forever to find it at my old, my ripe old age of 53. But I am, um, every baby that leaves our care is, has my heart, hook, line, and sinker. Well, uh, one, you are not old. Two, it's <laughs> never, it's never too late to find your passion. That's why, that's why, you know, um, I love hearing stories about people who may not have started out from the get-go with their dream job or business or whatnot and eventually evolved into it because that's what we are. We just evolve. And if one of the evolutions that you take is actually finding that one thing that you love and going with it, then you've just pretty much gotten your mission in life. And that is something beyond just just having something to do like a job or, um, or, or something, you know, I, I love it. Cause I can tell how much you, how much passion you have into this, how you get emotional talking about it. And I love that. Cause you know, I feel like there are so many animals, not just cats. There's so many different animals that don't have people that have their backs like you do. And they, I'm so happy. Voice, so we have to be their voice. They can't tell us that they don't like their environment. They can't tell us that they're in pain or that they're sad. They can't tell us that somebody's hurting them. So we have to be we have to be their advocate because nobody else is going to do it for them. Absolutely. And I love that you guys are doing that. And I know that um your website said that you are a nonprofit. Um I kind of know what that means, but not necessarily. So how do you guys stay open as a nonprofit? Do you well, just make, do you, um, are you um, dependent on like donations and stuff like that? Yeah. And I tap into my own personal piggy bank sometimes, but you have <laughs> to do what you got to do. Um, a, a nonprofit means that I have an EIN, an employer identification number. Um, and actually it was a friend of mine. She is, she's actually the rescue's attorney. Um, they, the, her employer donated my 501c3. Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, we met through the Lions Club when I lived in Northeast Pennsylvania. Um, she took the time to do the research because, of course, this kind of was new to them. They've never done this before. They've never represented a nonprofit animal rescue. It's some forms that are submitted to the state and federal level. And then you kind of wait your turn to be approved and it comes back. And then it kind of opens up some doors for you where I can... Um, of course, the things that we purchase for the babies are, are sales tax exempt at this point. That does help a little bit because we need all the extra monies we can get for our medical fund, which this year we got hit really, really hard. Um, a lot of deaths this year, some amputations, some enucleations, which means babies have lost their eyes due to terrible infections from burdock pollen, oh, no. which is that little purple sticky balls that mm. gets with the shoelaces and things. Yeah. Um, and we just... Any anytime you can find someplace, and a lot of us just take the time to, to research it, but grant monies 
for communities to help with those community colonies and getting them TNR'd. Um, grant monies for us personally for to cover medical because you know with, with the coronavirus we've had to cancel some things i have a, a motorcycle run each year uh, we were going to start a golf tournament which of course has been moved to next year and we do trivia night so, oh wow, okay I, 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 my thing was was not trying to be just doing nothing but begging people for money because you know after a while it's frustrating it's you know and i get that I mean, I, I, every, every spare penny I have, I would give. But when you're a 501, it's 501c3 nonprofit, you know, that anyone that does donate, that gives them 100% deduction on their income tax returns, which helps them, again, a second time, not only, you know, to the, the, the good feeling of giving to us, but mm -hmm. that helps them as well financially. Um, we're able to, um, like, pet specific pet brands will donate to us. Um, anytime we have an event or an activity, there's some companies that will like send you promotional items towards that. But the big thing is, is the sales tax exemption and being eligible for things like federal grants and state grants. And just, we're all about like reading our brains out because every time you think you might've gone to the bottom of the list, something else is going to pop up. There's going to be something else out there that you're going to come across. So it's a matter of just finding those resources and doing what you have to do to see if you're eligible to do so. So our oh, big, wow. big thing in, in working on that, and that in turn makes you like, then you can become like a Facebook charity. You can become an Amazon smile charity um, and just different things that you need to keep going. Because most of it is, it's monetary. You know, it's it's not doesn't cost anything to go out and rescue a litter of abandoned kittens, or you know, pick up a a, a mama and kittens and get mama spayed, and then babies go through that stringent process that I've shared with you of finding them yeah. a safe, clean, warm home. Because there's some not so nice people out there that will not give them a good home, but uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing. So we um grant monies. Okay. Um, now you did mention you had to cancel a few events because of COVID. How else has COVID affected your business? Did you have to shut down completely because you were, or were you considered essential? Yep. Animal welfare is considered essential, but that didn't apply when it came to the low cost spay and neuter clinics. Ah. With those shutting down, Tiffany, this year would have been, you know, each year it just seems like we're, we're nipping this whole process in the bud, like five or six or 7%. But with mm -hmm. the, the clinic shutting down, all of the males and females that we would have gotten spayed and neutered this past spring, we couldn't. So then all of those moms and dads had another litter of babies, which just then set us back from all of the progress mm -hmm. that we've made over the last couple of years doing this. TNR is not a, a, a very new concept. Mm -hmm. but it's new in terms of the amount of people that know about it. TNR means trap, neuter, return. And it's taking those those feral colonies, which they're trying to get away from using that word and calling them community colonies now, um, having all of those babies spayed and neutered so they can't reproduce anymore, allowing those babies to live out their natural lives in their natural environment and habitat. But there's no more babies, no more kittens, no more, you know, pregnant moms suffering, no more, you know, little ones running out in front of cars, no more little ones getting those eye infections from the burdock pollen and 
not surviving. So all of that is the goal to each year. It's going to, you know, it's just going to, it's going to be a little bit, but each year there will be a decrease in the amount of feral colonies or community colonies, colonies, if you may, that will keep us in business, so to speak. So wow. my, my personal goal for baby Jack's rescue is to one day not be needed. Tiffany, that's my goal is to one day baby Jack's not be needed. Now probably wouldn't be in my lifetime, but I'm sure going to fight like heck to see how far I can get it to that point. So. All right. It's going to, I can definitely see that. I can definitely uh, see how you're saying it might not be in your lifetime, but I know you're doing tremendous work that it has to be making a huge dent in to help that become a reality because you just do so much for the cat world, the, you know, feline world and uh, to help them get their voice out there, you know, educating people so that they know how to better um, take care of their cats and, and whatever else they need. You know, all of that is just so it's stuff that it's one of those things where we needed it, but we didn't know we needed it. And now you've brought that to our attention and have made us better for it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. A lot of, a lot of communities, they really don't want those um, community colonies there. But in the same token, if you remove those colonies, then you're looking at bringing back moles and mice and rats, which the snakes are drawn to the mice and the rats. So some people may say, well, they're going potty in my flower bed or they're going potty on my lawn furniture. Well, there's ways to deter your, those animals from doing so. But the thing is to educate those folks on how to do that. Mm -hmm. But keeping those feral colonies in place, it actually does help the community. And a lot of people, they don't see that. They just think, oh, dirty, smelly animals, they got to go. Well, that's not, you just can't do that. And that's stress, very stressful on them. And it's not their fault that they've had to become a community colony. It's, it's society's fault for not getting their babies spayed and neutered. And they do end up outside for, for whatever circumstance. And then those colonies continue to grow. So as we're getting in there and, and finding the and finding the resources to do the TNR program, the colonies, like I said, their our goal is not to move them or do anything with them, just have them spayed or neutered, get them their vaccinations, make sure they're okay and that they're not suffering because if they are, then we have to make that decision. Absolutely. The decision that we don't like to make, but it has to be done because it's, it's what's the best for them, not best for us, but best for them. And, um, people just going to have to once, I think once they're educated a little bit better, it's going to help. I mean, you're always going to mm -hmm. find those, those certain few that will, they don't want them there no matter what. They don't care about the, the moles or the mice or the rats or the snakes. But, you know, most people, they once they're educated, then they feel better about things and it makes sense to them. And that's when they actually will, you know, sponsor a spay or neuter or, you know, donate food or litter. I think it's the fear of the unknown. It's just not being educated to know what it is that this community needs to oh, absolutely fight this battle, this never-ending battle. Well, if you are an animal lover, which I know that a lot of my friends are, uh, maybe you are not uh, in the market for adopting a pet right now, but maybe you'd be willing to be a foster for, for a cat. You know, give them that opportunity to, you know, be taken care of and whatnot until they can find their forever home. You know, definitely get in touch with Bill Dreisel at Baby Jack's Rescue. If you are looking for ways that you can help her out, um, I do have a link for 
an Amazon wish list that she has, then I'm going to post in the comments. Um, if you'd like to help her out purchasing um, some food, whatever items they have on their wish list to kind of help their um, mission go forward and just grow as to the point where she is not needed anymore, you know, <laughs> definitely click the link and see what you can do to help out. Um, you know, Jill is doing something amazing for the feline community and, you know, um, if you can take the time to allow yourself to be educated and whatnot, get, let her have that opportunity to show you more, more about what cats are all about other than just, <laughs> you know, taking care of themselves and just being an easy pet for the most part, which I honestly admit that's what I think of when I think of cats, but, you know, um, you know, I, I really thank you for what you're doing. What you're doing is amazing. I love that you have so much love for this business of yours, you know, so much passion towards it that, you know, it brings you to tears to talk about it. Um, you know, not, you don't get to see very many people with that much passion about what they do. And I feel like that's just helping you, um, you know, live your best life right now through what you're doing for this for these felines of yours um uh, for these babies as you call them right your babies before um they go and have their forever home so not thank you changing, not just oh i'm sorry i mean to interrupt you you're very welcome no, okay. not just a matter of changing or finding what my passion is um i can't the the, the number the, the friendships that i've made is immeasurable the the networking the just like it's just completely well-rounded my whole life everything about me, my, my physical health, my mental health, my, just everything, just everything, you know, the friendships, networking, um, there's just so many things out there. So as I'm, as, as I'm continuing my life and my life pattern, I just keep learning more and more. I'm like, I'm like an educational sponge, you know, like, like, <laughs> like little Johnny five on short circuit, more input, more input. <laughs> oh. I love that movie. <laughs> As do I. Yep. Need more input. Need more input. <laughs> I love that movie. Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Oh my goodness. That's, that's showing my age as well, but it is what it is. If you are not old enough to know who Johnny Five is, you need to stop watching my web show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but I love Johnny Five. Remember that movie? Yeah. I used to watch it when I was a kid. I loved it. It was oh, such a great movie. movie. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. There are, there are numerous tasks that don't require fostering with baby Jacks, Tiffany. There oh. are, if they're, if, fostering scares them or maybe they're renting and they're not permitted to do it there's several other things that folks can help us with there's you know you can just do transporting you can join the tnr team um you know applications team always needs help trying to get these people you know approved or denied uh, we've got a marketing team we've got an events committee which is the, those folks that help you know put the bike run together or they help put the trivia night together they help put the golf tournament together so it's not just about fostering. There's lots of other things, you know, oh, getting, absolutely. getting food and supply drives set up at, at businesses. It's just a matter of putting a, a decorated cardboard box inside their front door and one of our donation jars on their service counter. So there's, you, you know, a lot of people, they want to help, but they know they can't foster where fostering is not the only thing about an animal rescue. There's so much more. So public, oh, absolutely. public speaking, anything. I just did, I just did an article for the Scranton times. So I, it's, there's lots of things that, you can do, but every little bit put together collectively is makes a big difference. Everything is important in its own right. And 
together, putting it all. That's what makes us as successful as we are. We're now the largest animal, the largest feline rescue in Northeast and Central PA. Um, I don't know if you can see, I've got a team of many here on my map behind me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every little flag is a teammate. So <laughs> we continue to grow. It's kind of like a little, like a little loopy there, but um, just expanding and growing. And um, we'll just keep fighting the fight till I can't anymore. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully one day I'm not needed, but it probably won't be during my lifetime. And I'll just leave it to the next generation to keep fighting the fight. Well, if you'd like to do your part, um, contact information is included in the comments. Uh, please contact Jill. See what you can do, what help she needs. Um, you know, every little bit helps. Simply sharing this video so that the word gets out that they exist and are looking for help or what, or, you know, not even that they're looking for help, just educating people that they exist and there's ways to help them is beyond measure right now. And you wouldn't even believe that if I didn't tell you that. But, um, you know, I, I want to thank you for everybody who stopped by and watched the video live. I really appreciate your time and stopping by, um, you know, uh, if you are watching in <clears throat> replay, Please, hashtag replay in the comments. Would love to see who stopped by uh, afterwards to watch the video. Let me know what you think. Um, you know, we are here every Monday at 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. to highlight a new business. Um, you know, give them the opportunity to let you see who the people are behind the business before we all we dive into what they actually do. Um, you know, I have big things coming up. Um, I, I just, I'm so overwhelmed by the support that we've received in such a short amount of time. And I love that that opportunity translates to businesses like Baby Jack's Rescue getting a little bit more exposure than what they had beforehand. So I really appreciate you taking the time, Jill, to, you know, be on the show and giving me this opportunity to highlight Baby Jack's Rescue. It was an honor. And I appreciate the fact that you allowed us to do this. So this, every, every little bit helps. Oh, absolutely. So uh, with that, I will leave you guys with your reminder to, you know, put your community first, support local, shop small, eat local, the whole shebang, you know, <laughs> and that includes Baby Jack's Rescue. No. <laughs> but like I said, her contact information is in the comments. It will be, uh, and I will include the link to the Amazon wish list too, if you feel that uh, drawn to, you know, uh, buy something to support the business. Okay. Thank you again, Jill and everybody have a great day. We will see you later tonight at 6 PM. Thanks Tiff. Thank you so much for stopping by today. If you are a business owner and are interested in being a guest, or maybe you know the favorite small business that you would like to see featured. You can conveniently find all the ways to contact us, including a direct link to schedule an interview, just by visiting pothelme.co slash smallbizhighlight. I am so excited to announce that as of July 29th, Small Biz Highlight is officially a digital TV show. Catch all episodes using the Global Zone app on Roku, or by visiting our network app at quantumstartvapp.com. One last thing, 
Our interviews have always been offered for free, but we need your help to make sure they stay that way. Please consider donating to our GoFundMe campaign called Operation Keep Small Biz Highlight Free so we can continue our mission of putting our communities first.